0: Welcome to episode 52 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, family's doing great. I want to go ahead and jump right into this week's episode. Um... This week's episode is sponsored by the Young Queens in Training by myself, Six the Goddess. I am hosting a training workshop for young African sisters and we're going to be learning the basics of African womanhood that all proper African girls should know. For example, uh, we're gonna be learning about head wrapping and African dance and our sacred femininity. Uh, We're getting a cooking lesson. Um, Just those foundations that girls need to have. Once we really set those foundations, uh, it kinda sets the tone for her, for the rest of her life. Um, so shout out to, uh, my young Queens in training program, uh, by myself. Um, if you want to enroll your daughter, just simply send me an email to six, the goddess at yahoo.com. So I want to go ahead and get right into this week. Um, this first segment is going to be about, um, I want to say that the entire segment is about toxic parenting, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how our actions as parents affect our children for life or give our children things that are going to require healing later on in their life. Um, I don't think that we're as aware as we should be that everything we do creates our children's story. I think, you know, we kind of get caught up in our day to day life and forget how everything that we do will shape and mold their tendencies, their character and their ways. Um, So I'm going to play a clip here in the next segment, and then we're going to jump into a discussion after this clip um, that is from a V-103 interview with K-Michelle.
1: The center. I once said, "What? What was the center, like, of my pain, of my yes. life? I didn't have anybody. Knock on wood. No one close to me die or anything like that. Everything that I've gone through has been because of lack of self-esteem and men being in the middle." Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, explain that. Like, I don't what... think. I don't think men are good people. Wait, you think that now? All men. All. I don't think they're good people. Why not? Um. The reason for that, and I truly believe that, the reason for that is, like, for men to do things that they consider small in the flesh of, like, cheating, Mm -hmm. you know that that's going to destroy your partner, but you do it anyway. That's not a mistake. We've watched the same story over and over 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 again. again. Mm -hmm. And just because I'm a woman, I'm supposed to accept your betrayal, right? Because you're taking advantage of my love for you. And I'm supposed to just be the one behind you riding or dying. I'm not dying with nobody. And to see girls come up to me, I'm the girl they come up to all day long crying. Mm. They tell me the most disgusting of stories that I couldn't even believe. And a lot of times men, the wrong man, will stunt your growth as a woman. So Women could be doctors, yeah. lawyers, and everything, but yeah. they're in the bed crying over what a man did to them. So how is that raising a man, then? Because you have a son who's turning 16. That's Uh-oh. why I don't want to raise another one. Like, a, like uh-huh. I'm struggling. He has took off with a white girl. Wait. As wh- as white wh- man? Wh- rewind. Yes, what you mean he's taking off with a white girl? He, I get a phone call from my mama like, uh, yeah, Chase said he could go on this date with some white girl. I said, okay, okay, we, we, we got unity. It's all good. Right. But I didn't tell him he could go anywhere. But he ran out the house, went there, went on his dates. You know, I'm just trying to tell him, wrap it up. Just be like, you're you, you a black person Mm -hmm. a black male you my son but Mm -hmm. out there you a black male they don't care that's That's putting it lightly they don't care nothing about you you around here with these hoodies and and these dreads and stuff and you know you a a straight A student they don't know that yeah they just see a black man it's hard to raise a man like it it really is hard because I see a lot of women fail their sons because I dated them mmm
0: that was heavy that was that was uh that was a lot now the reality is that she's not the only black woman uh that feels that way um that's actually more common than i think we know Let's just go ahead and dissect that. And we're dissecting that for every woman who even remotely agrees with uh, what was just said. Um, Nine times out of ten, when I observe someone who swirls and who chooses to uh, build with and, and be with someone outside their race... Nine times out of ten, I can pretty much bet on two things. I can bet that this person either had a parent of the opposite sex that was not ideal for them, that was maybe abusive or controlling or something of that nature, or they grew up in one of those households uh, where no black pride was taught, where the focus was more so maybe money or getting seats at the table. Um so they don't, you know, swirling in their eyes isn't wrong because they don't have the pride of themselves and their own race because that's something that has to be taught. Society definitely is not teaching children to be proud to be black and proud to be African. They're not teaching anything about Africa in school. They're not making sure these children are represented in any way. All they're showing these children is Martin Luther King Jr. Sojourner Truth. I mean, it's very limited. So if that person did not come from a household that actively taught Black pride, because our our pride is the reason why we don't swirl. We don't swirl because we understand that only a Black woman can raise a Black girl to be a Black woman. Only a Black man can raise a Black boy to be a Black man. You do your children a disservice when you procreate outside of your race because you are having children with someone that your child can never fully relate to, nor do they share the same privilege that that white parent has. Um, It's confusing enough being black. It's it's hard enough being black without now you're not technically black but you're not technically white and you don't know where you fall. Anyone can swirl and do whatever they want whatever your heart desires. What it comes down to is some of us have more pride than others and that's just what it is. So when I see people that swirl you can pretty much bet that one of those two things has occurred. No black pride or an abusive parent so now if you're abused by your parent of the opposite sex you will subconsciously view everyone that looks like them in the same way you will look you will look at black if you have a masculine or abrasive or a black mother that beats your ass all the time You will subconsciously, when you see other black women, you're running from that because you associate the black woman's face with getting your ass whooping, getting screamed at and getting put down. So it's like, you know, going back to the interview clip we just listened to. This is a perfect example of us speaking and and complaining about things without really looking at the reason behind it. Okay, so you'll sit here and say, oh, my son, you know, ran off with a white girl. We pro black. I just have no idea how that happened. But what you said prior to that is that you don't think men are good people. That's a very general and strong statement to make. So if you have a son that's a man, do you do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see how even though we love our children, we can subconsciously hate and resent them because you look at your child and that child is the reminder of the black man that had a child with you and is nowhere to be found or didn't want to be with you anymore. Even if they're in that child's life, they didn't want to have anything to do with you. So we project our subconscious hatred of men that we chose onto our children. Again, you cannot fool melanated people if you have any resentment hatred or disdain for black men your sons will feel that now every black woman they come in contact with they are going to assume that same feeling of hate towards them oh i just don't know why our sons are going here with these white girls Meanwhile, you masculine as hell, bullheaded, loud, rude, combative. He had to deal with your attitude and your mouth his whole life. It's some black boys that go through hell with their mamas. Again, I'm not saying we don't love our children. Black women are the most loving mothers on this planet. What I'm saying is your hatred for men will overpower the love for your child you can love your child to the day is long but if you have that subconscious hatred for men that is what they will feel first now when they grow up and it's time for them to choose a mate they want to go for the farthest thing from you in his mind I had to spend 18 years dealing with my mom's crap and listening to her mouth. I'll be damned if I spend a lifetime listening to that some more from another black woman. And that's why I'm, I'm really like, sometimes when I see interracial couples, I'm working on myself. God knows I'm working on myself, but I can't help but to make a face when I see them. Like, you just smell something stank. Like, for some reason, when I see them, I just be like, ugh. <laughs> My face automatically assumes the position of, mm, mm, and I'm trying to stop doing that. And I'm trying to realize that for some of them, trauma is pushing that them into that baloney for some of them, especially the young boys. When I, now when I be seeing them with white girls, I'm like, Oh baby, you pulled baby. You won't even have a clue what you're doing. You poor soul. You ain't even stand a chance. Because you see the mama and then you're like, oh, okay. You know what, baby boy? Just go ahead with Ashley. I get it. You know, you traumatized. Okay? You you dealt with your black masculine mama that whipped your ass for 18 years. So the first. I'm talking about the first, Becky. That smiles at you and says, Hey, Tyrone, you want to get ice cream after school? He's like, Hell yeah. Ooh, this doesn't remind me anything of the subconscious trauma I have from my mom. He wants the furthest thing from it. We have to understand everything that you do affects your children, everything you do will affect. Who they choose to be in their relationship with. Or even worse, if they even are capable of getting and maintaining long-term healthy relationships. Because it's some of us that got so jacked up. Some people, God forbid, and God forgive me, but you just could tell they never. They're never going to have a functional relationship. There is a such thing as someone being too broken. And and when someone is too broken, it's because you refuse to take advice. You refuse to take constructive criticism. You refuse to admit when you're wrong. You refuse to acknowledge that you need help or need to grow people like that. They're beyond broken because you can't heal anyone that doesn't want to heal. We don't get like that by choice. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We don't choose to do that. Everything that happens in our household will shape that in our adulthood. Um, and, and, and and this situation with K. Michelle, like when I heard the clip, you know, of course, you know, people went to dragging her and stuff like that. But this kind of ex- is an extension of what we were describing um, a few episodes ago, which is the the misunderstanding of the pussy power. Um, this is why, uh, I stress so much. I feel like sometimes I feel like a broken record, but let's say, you know, there was a group of you that were suffering from an illness and you found the cure and it really worked for you of course you are going to be like ecstatic to like go back to the people and say I found the cure you don't have to be in that pain anymore you don't have to suffer anymore you're gonna want to share so other people can get better too and listen coming from someone like me for all you new listeners um it's very easy to kind of see where I am in my life now as, of, as far as uh, in my healing and romantically in my relationship with all the black men in my life, not just on a romantic level, but including my father and my brothers and, and stuff like that. Um, it looks so fine and dandy and so easy now. And sometimes people, the sad thing is that when you do heal and you truly do love black men and appreciate them, people will perceive it as you being fake or being phony. Uh, uh, And I find that to be really sad. Like it's sad that it has to be that way, but this healing and this shift in myself Truly, like again, I found the antidote and I'm like coming back to my sisters because you want what for your sisters, what you want for yourself with the cure. As with anything that we're looking to manifest, it comes with you truly believing what you are looking to manifest. So, we don't address our trauma, we only attract. Bums and broken men that don't know how to be faithful, that waste our time, that play around. We develop a subconscious hatred for black men. We project that hatred onto our sons and then our sons grow up and don't want to have anything to do with anyone that looks like us. I was honestly that black woman, which too many of us can say this, where almost every black man in my life wasn't shit from my baby daddy to me and my father were not speaking at the time to my brother to my uncles I I had an uncle one of my uncles the day my mom died he called me not to console me or to send condolences but to ask me to sign off on her house he was trying to sell like I've been severely betrayed okay by black men in my life um it gets very easy, especially when these black men are members of your family. It I mean, we're human. It's easy to to see that it could push you to bitterness towards black men, but that only hurts you in the long run. Because good good black men have they value themselves too. They understand that they are also a prize. You know, so it's not it's not always that just women, we are the prize. A good man. Is a good prize as well okay good man gonna protect you provide for you that's hard to find okay so the good brothers that are doing that will I I you, you can say you don't believe this or it doesn't work if you say it doesn't work that means you don't really believe it but when you have that negative energy towards them they will not come near you not all men are wired where just because you're beautiful or you're fine or you got a fat booty they will ignore that you're toxic there are some men who really can look at you and say oh yeah she's cute but won't touch you with a 10 foot pole it's a real thing so if you're vibrating in a way that does not allow good men to even come near you of course you will think that they don't exist choosing bad men and creating those soul ties and thinking that it's it's fun and no big deal and just running through man after man when you're young is extremely irresponsible because then you get older you 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 there's no way if you screwing off through your 20s okay the chances of you bringing a child into the world are high Okay, so we we play around. We don't really think long term. We don't heal. Uh, We're in denial that we even need to heal. I think by now all black people and I can say this confidently, all black people have something they need to heal from. Okay, we are in living in a world and a system that wants us dead and actively tries every single day to break us and break us apart and has been doing so for hundreds of years and hundreds of generations before us. Generational trauma is a real thing. Generational insecurities, generational curses are real things. Every black person needs to be honest with themselves and say, I'm going to need some serious healing in some kind of way. Okay, that needs to be something that we can really get on, the fir- on uh, one page with. You have an entire system engineered toward making you hate each other, making you fail, and trying to kill you. Uh, I would say that's definitely traumatizing. And everything that we do uh, is different for us than it is for anyone else. Things don't work for black people. Like they do for everyone else in this world, it's a complete different ball game when you go to talking about us. So we we ignore. You we know we're so busy in this social media world where we want to make everything seem like it's all right. Uh, we get very consumed in things looking good and looking like that. We truly forget to make sure that we good in real life. Okay, so we as a parent. Sometimes it's going to require, I know this is going to sound crazy, guys, but it does require putting your children before yourself sometimes. Oh my God, I know we had no idea. So, by ignoring our traumas, we are, it's actually a form of abuse and bad parenting because now you're putting issues on your children that they had nothing to do with and didn't ask for. Your healing. You're learning how to cohabitate, coexist, how to build with the opposite sex of your race is a duty to your children if you have them. Now, if you don't have children, you know, what you do is pretty much only affecting you. um, And that's your business, you know. uh, But if once you have children, you're obligated. You are obligated. Nobody cares what you think or how you feel or what you want. We, we don't care that you don't want to heal your traumas. You have to. If you don't, they will pass on to your children. If you don't, your children will grow up and want to get with someone who reminds them absolutely nothing of you. Your children will grow up and struggle like so many of us to keep and maintain healthy relationships. Sisters let it go. I want you to say this out loud. Let it go. Raise your vibration. Raise your standards. Stand firm in those standards. We cannot continue to berate and belittle our son's Then when they grow up and want to get with white women, we cannot condemn them with the same mouth that we fuss at them with for 18 years. We cannot keep throwing our children under the bus for the decisions that we make without taking into accountability the part that we play. We all grew up with that generation of parents where we couldn't say anything to them. We all see what that resulted in, okay, we all see that didn't work out too well. Okay? My generation, the generation of children should be seen, not heard. Sit down, shut up, don't say anything. Um, that did not work out. Look at our low marriage rates, high divorce rates, STD rates, unwed pregnancy rates, infant mortality rates. It didn't it that did not work out. It didn't work out. So, um, it's our, you know, we're in the age of communication. You can communicate with anyone on this planet pretty much at the blink of an eye. There's no excuse for not being able to communicate ideas with each other. So it's kind of like we're at this town hall meeting, like, all right, listen, guys, we're definitely going to have to construct a different system of parenting, Um, Because the old school system didn't work out so well. And from what I see, the new generation is not going in a good direction. Uh, The way I see the next generation going, I'm actually terrified. I'm terrified to get old and know that this next generation is going to be like running shit. Like, I I don't feel confident in it. It doesn't, I don't like it. I don't like it um so we have to take that responsibility Uh, I feel like there's definitely a a different sense of responsibility when you are the parent who is the opposite sex of the child because again the opposite sex is who they're going to grow up and you know want to pursue and that's who they're going to be with so your actions towards them um are it's it's under a different kind of microscope uh as a black man uh what you do will definitely affect your daughters as they as they grow up and you know i I know some people that uh grew up with a mother and father and still kind of struggle um I notice different struggles with them either it's kind of a blessing and a curse when you had like a good black mom and dad who had a great relationship because now you have such a a healthy view of what a relationship is supposed to be in a generation that is relationship retarded. So I think it can be hard for someone who came from a healthy environment like that to kind of get with someone who's on like the same page as them because most of us didn't have that most of us pretty screwed up. So I noticed that their struggle can be finding someone who, you know, is on the same page as them because them relationships hit a little bit different when you witnessed your mom and dad in a healthy one. I think it gives them a super high standard and expectation that sometimes they have issues finding in this effed up society. Um, or I've seen some girls that had their dad, had their mom. But their mom was like a pushover and let their father get away with too much. So they're in their mind. It can kind of mess them up the opposite way. Because if you have both of your parents, but their relationship was unhealthy, it can then make your mind say, oh, a relationship, period, whether they're black, white or purple, Is going to cause you stress or they, they watch their mama crying every night. And that's what they associate a relationship with being. That's why, you know, it's important to understand if you're in a relationship that's unhealthy, it is so much better to leave than to stay in it. Because even though we push for black marriage and black relationships, if it's not a healthy one, it's not helping. And it's not helping the kids. Um... When you have children with someone, you definitely want to make sure that, you know, that's the person you want to be with long term. Make sure that you take the time to really get to know each other and be on the same page. But in the same breath, just because you have children with someone does not mean you should stay with them if the situation is unhealthy. Because like I said, that also is still a negative thing because now that child will grow up and not want to have anything to do with relationships if they saw a negative one their whole life. Okay, I just wanted to have this discussion because it just seems so common now that we're speaking on the children and what they do, and we're like not really being realistic to the impact that everything we do they see, and that is going to affect them, and we cannot keep playing the game of like pretending that everything's okay because it's just making things worse y'all take a look at these kids nowadays it's just like I, I feel so old saying this but it's just like no morals no pride no kind of dignity it's extremely money hungry you know when we have so many children born into broken situations It's just making them want to fuel and kind of channel all of their energy into like material things. Like in their mind, a relationship, they don't even see the point in it. Because most of them weren't even born into relationships. They weren't even born uh, with a purpose. They weren't born on purpose. So um, be careful. I said all that to say be careful. Our children are watching us. Um, everyone in some way, shape or form becomes a product of their environment. And most importantly, if you do have your children who are swirling, I think you need to seriously talk to them, ask them, you know, what made you choose that person? What attracted you to that person? Because you may discover other types of trauma that maybe you were not aware of before. So don't be afraid to have those discussions with your kids if that does happen because it can be a chance for you to kind of reflect on your own actions as a parent um, so that we can be aware of certain things so that we are not kind of transferring that any further. Uh, We really... I feel like we are truly the generation of breaking cycles. I feel like we are truly the generation to kind of transcend. Um, So I think, you know, you know, you guys, it's been a while since I've given homework. Well, this week, my homework is going to be um, a a time of self-reflection Um, to have a conversation with your children. It's okay to talk to your children and ask them, how am I doing as a parent? How are you feeling? Um, So that we're not waiting until our children are grown and going off the deep end before we realize there's a problem so where we can kind of monitor things as they go. So everybody sit down, have that realistic conversation with yourself. Have that realistic conversation with your kids so that we can avoid this type of stuff come on you fine young brothers you need to be you know looking for women that you you want you want to to seek a woman that's like your mother not wanting to to find someone who's a total opposite we got to do better Ladies and gentlemen, what you have just heard is a bitch-ass nigga in his native environment. Who you just heard was the brother of Botham Jean. Botham Jean was the black man that was murdered in his apartment by a white police officer named amber geiger um we're gonna just break this down because there's so much in this uh there's so much in this that i think a lot of people are not even aware of um i first want to point out um the power of white woman tears Um, if you notice Amber um, was a brunette when the crime was committed she actually dyed her hair blonde for the trial uh, because the whiter that she looked the more blonder and blue eyed -er and whiter that she looked in this trial she knew the better of the chance she has for sympathy and understanding. Now, the first thing that I'm going to say about this is that Negroes like him are the same Negroes that will sit in this courtroom and hug the bitch that kills your blood. Those same niggas are the ones where when it comes to their own people, they'll say, we deserve everything that happens to us because we kill each other. These are the same type of Negroes that will say, I'm not black, I'm human. Okay, these are the same niggas. These, these are the same Negroes that pull the human car whenever they're dealing with who they love. Massa, the crackers. When it comes to the crackers, they have all the understanding, forgiveness, and unity and love in the world when it comes to their own people those are niggas that be like well black lives don't matter because look at what we do to each other those are the negroes that will say shit like well i can't really get mad that we kill each other that that white people kill us because we kill each other after all okay these are the negroes that harriet would have shot Oh sweet Mother Harriet I know you would have shot this nigga I know it I just know you would have God bless the dead Queen Mother Harriet Um So this is why it's so dangerous When black people say "I'm I'm not The black race I'm the human race I don't see color Baby boy you ain't got to see color But they do and then they use Negroes like you, unaware of the color. Negroes like you that try to erase color as, ta- as tools and pawns in white in racism and white supremacy. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I don't, I don't have a nice way of saying this. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. At this point, in this age of information... In this age of communication, I can definitely say from the bottom of my heart that I truly feel like Christianity is officially a form of mental delusion and illness, period. I said it. Yeah, I said it. It's mental illness at this point. Our great-great-grandmothers died waiting for Jesus. Our great-grandmothers died waiting for Jesus. Our grandmothers died waiting on Jesus. And here we are still waiting on Jesus. Here we are, the only ones that are truly applying what your Bible teaches you, which is to be obedient to your master. And your master is the crackers. Okay, them crackers tell you, hey, 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 hey. We don't do that pro black stuff. That's hateful. Okay. We don't see color. Remember, repeat after me. We don't see color. (laughs) Repeat after me. Not all white people are bad. All right. Y'all are, y'all are, hold on. I don't know what you're doing with all this (laughs) looking out for your own race and you know, not swirling with us anymore and not forgiving us when we kill you, but stick to the code here. Repeat after me. You're not black. You're human. I don't know why you Negroes are, are acting all uppity here, but we have a system here and we need you all to stay with it. Okay. Um, caring for your own people. That's, that's not Christ-like. Remember (laughs) you should love us all. You should You should take care of us all. You should help us all. Okay? And and any black person that steps outside the code is labeled as militant, hateful, racist. I can't tell y'all some of the things they call me. I'm the villain. You know, people, my people that are like me, we're the villains. Okay? Racism and white supremacy is not the reason behind anything. The real problem is you Negroes that speak up about it. Okay? Don't. The racism is not the problem. The loving of crackers more than you love yourself is not the problem. The mental illness is not the problem. The problem is when you talk about it. The problem is when you hold us accountable for our parts in it. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Let's just say not all white people are bad. Love is love. We don't see color and keep it moving. Okay. We don't need y'all trying to deconstruct our system that keeps us alive. Our grandparents, their grandparents, they did not have the technology that we have. They did not have the means that we have. Okay. Their Bible and Christianity was pretty much all they had. Like, you know, everybody got to have something that they have hope and faith in for me it's my ancestors and it's myself and it's the universe that's what I believe in that's what is consistent that is what is true and that's what's real I understand that everything that happens in my life I'm in control of I understand that If something is going wrong in my life, it is up to me to get myself out of it. It is up to me to protect myself. It is up to me to demand respect for myself. No one is going to do these things for you. So that is what I'm rocking with. Me. I bet on me. I put all my money on me. Okay. Now you have some Negroes that decide to put everything into someone or something that they never met into a book that was translated by someone they don't know. They don't know that person's intentions. Um, You're you're given a book and on the cover it says translation. And you still swear by that. That is mental illness. You don't need that book to tell you right from wrong. Everyone knows right from wrong. Some may exercise it and some may not, but everyone knows. Okay, Um, You've watched all your generations die and jesus never came so now we're fast forwarding in 2019 and you're still you're, you're still like on board are you crazy my answer is yes you crazy at this point you're just crazy i mean i don't know how else to say it like it's not even that serious it's just a book it's just a man-made religion And you're basing your whole lives on this. You don't know them people. You don't know them people that made this, created this, wrote this. You don't know them. You don't know their credentials. You don't know their intentions. You don't know their morals. You have no idea. And guess what you're basing your whole life off of? Get out of here. You crazy. You you have no confidence in yourself. You need to believe in someone else because you don't have the willpower and the strength to handle yourself. You don't want it. That's a a heavy weight on your shoulders when you realize no one's coming to save you. No one is showing you favor over someone else. We all out here. You're on your own. Figure it out. That's a lot for a lot of people to, um, to accept. I think most people are not built to accept that. They need to feel like someone's eventually coming to save them. They need to feel like, okay, if I just follow this book and follow this church, I'm going to make it to heaven. They need to believe that. They don't want the responsibility of having to create their own heaven, having to save themselves. That's a, that's a, that's a big weight on your shoulder. So I understand not everyone is that strong. Okay. I want to just say this. If, if I ever kill and anyone, I swear to, I'm curling my lip up right now. Like when your mama is basically telling you when you're in the store that she finna whip your ass and she's trying to give you the look so you know, to chill, I'm curling my lip up like that. If I get killed and one of y'all hug my murderer. I'm gon I'm gonna come back to life on your ass. Okay? I'm gonna pop up out the ground. I swear to god, I wish a nigga would hug a cracker that kill me. Are you crazy? And how come we don't forgive our own people like that? See, I'll forgive my own people like that before I forgive a cracker. Yeah, right. Because when my own people kill each other, I know you don't really want to do that. You've been brainwashed to do that. We're the most kindest, most loving and forgiving people on this planet. You killed your brother. That's a sign of self-hatred and that's a sign of brainwashing. You don't even know what you do. Forgive my brother because he don't know what he does. That's my attitude towards my own. I would have that attitude towards my own people before I ever in my life had that attitude towards a cracker. Especially a female cracker. Yeah, right. They're the devil's key holders. They birthed the devils. Yeah, right. And I'm dead in cold blood and have my life taken away. And 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 you gonna hug this bitch? This bitch? This hoe? So now let's let's go and let's go into uh, some more facts about this case that were quickly silenced when it first came out. Some some people may not know this because like I said. They took they they drugged this information off of the air real quick. Okay. Um, did y'all know that Amber Geiger and Gene Botham had a relationship of sorts? Of some sort. Um, this was not just the way she's telling it, like, oh, I, I just happened to walk into the wrong apartment and I thought someone was in my house and I shot him. No, they knew each other. They knew each other. They they had a relationship of some sort with each other. Um, This is why I, I had spoke about this before, but this is why, like, when I hear about a black person getting killed by somebody white, I my first reaction is not to like jump up and be like I'm outraged how could this happen this poor man I, I gotta I'm sorry but I got before I spend my energy or my time I gotta just check on a few things first okay I gotta I gotta check out something I need to know who is this nigga period because um if you own that bs I'm sorry, but there's too many of us that do get it. And there's too many of us that understand what's really going on here for me to waste my time or my tears or my emotions on anyone who just wants to wants to not understand to anyone who is committed to misunderstanding. So I heard about it and I said, okay, let me let me let me let me see what's going on with this dude child this dude is the christian of christians uh he definitely is the we're not black we're human type guy and what y'all are not realizing is if you as a black man fuck with a white woman and something happens to you i'm legally blind and it's above me now okay pop hold it down Mama, I love you. Okay, I I have no words for you. I don't know what to tell you. Baby boy, this ain't rocket sciences. It's just, it's not Chinese arithmetic. I mean, this is really not that hard. I mean, we've seen this for centuries of black men dying at the hands of white vagina. Okay, uh, so if you don't watch all your forefathers die at the hands of this white vagina and you go into that sunken place, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, sometimes self-hatred is so real that people subconsciously want to commit suicide. Some of them, they subconsciously want to die. Okay, because as soon as he put his seed in that white soil, I mean, you just killed your genetics anyway. They don't want themselves to carry on. That self-hatred is a real thing. And it's one of the realest things that we face. And it's also one of the top things we're unaware of exactly what it is, why it started, and how it works. So many people that hate themselves don't even know it that's crazy and that's why it's not getting better because people are not even aware of it you deal with white girls because you want to kill yourself you want to die because you are not really carrying on when you plant your seeds in a white woman that's not a black child okay that you diluted your genetics you've created a biracial child a mulatto child you didn't want your child to look like you you didn't want to create your twin. You wanted to have a child. It's so many black men I see with these mixed babies. I see these babies. Oh, nigga, that baby don't look nothing like you. <laughs> you actually look ridiculous. That baby don't look shit like your ass. Why would you not want your children to look like you? Carry around these. And I swear, I don't know if it's because there's been so much swirling going on, but it's like the mixed kids have been looking less and less black. Like it's kids that are mixed and they just look completely white now. They don't, or they look like, white Hispanics, but they don't even be looking black at all. And, and men see that. And that's what they go for is self hatred. Somebody want to kill themselves. I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. Okay. That is suicide. It is a form of suicide. So you dealing with a white woman, something happened to you, baby. I mean, tch. what are we supposed to do? <laughs> We've seen how this happened. It don't matter how much she likes your black penis and how much you like her white vagina. Guess what? There is still privilege. There is still a privilege that she has over you no matter what. Okay, women in general have somewhat of a privilege over men where it's most likely where, you know, if a woman says a man hit her, that the system will believe the woman, uh, So that's already a thing where women of any race really can pull that card. Uh, It's less likely that when black women pull the card, it'll actually work. Because a lot of times when black women pull that card, baby girl, you end up going to jail too. They they, they take both of y'all to jail. All y'all going to jail. All y'all going to jail. Okay. But I mean, like I said, in some cases in general, you know, a woman can say, oh, a man hit me. And more than likely they'll believe her over him. So that's already a thing. Now, add in that she's white and you're black. You trust these crackers that much that you're willing to give a white woman that much power? She had the power to really ruin you. I mean, she got the power where at the snap of her fingers she can take you down. And they're going to protect and believe her way before they'll ever protect and believe your black ass. Majority of the time. Now, me personally... I ain't putting that much trust in nobody. I'd rather be with a sister where, baby girl, if you want us to go down, baby, we going down together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You caught up on these, baby girl, they probably take you to jail too. So, you know, I-, I can't have it be where the minute somebody cry a tear, like they automatically, like that's it. It's the, it's the end of the road. This is what it is. Once them white woman tears come, that's it for your black ass. So now let's review this man's mental illness a step further. Now, it's a white woman that's a police. (laughs) Oh, sweetie, I'm not grabbing you, jumping over that cliff and risking going down with you on your own, baby. I don't know what to tell you. Um, White women have notoriously acted out whenever they are denied black dick or uh, rejected by black dick. They've been getting niggas killed for that shit for centuries. Okay, we talk about this all the time. That when physical slavery was going on, the white women seen some black dick she wanted. He had to give it to her. And don't tell my husband. And you better not tell nobody that we did this. Or else I'm going to say you rape me. So, you know that is rape. You think men can't be raped? Men could be raped because basically blackmailing a man into giving you his penis is rape. Okay, so they've been notorious for showing their lack of natural ass whenever black men have taken away the D. So, although do we know Botham personally? Do we know Amber personally? No. But what I do know is that woman did not walk in there and kill that man for no reason. Nor did this bitch think this was her apartment. No, she had been in that apartment before, for sure. Oh, yeah. She had been in that apartment, yeah, with them dirty feet in the air, with them little pink feet in the air. Yeah, little pink booty was in the air in that apartment. Yeah, that's why she, you know, she's so comfortable to walk up in there that was want her first time in there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she went in there to give up that little salami. Oh, yeah. Okay. Brothers and sisters, we have to learn that everybody is responsible for themselves and their own actions. We cannot save everybody. And everybody is not our responsibility. Okay. Anybody that want to get it is going to get it. Anyone that doesn't, they're not. We cannot waste our time and energy. Our energy as black people is powerful. We're melanated beings. What we put energy in produces a result of some sort. So when we all crying over a Negro that committed suicide, in my eyes, I mean, what, you know, this real life. I mean, it sucks, but life got to go on. We can't waste our time. Okay. Um, How dare that brother? hug this hoe that killed this woman is a murderer that is the that is the real power of white supremacy this this is a perfect example when they say oh six of goddess not all white people are bad baby all white people get privilege over you i don't care if they're good or bad that has nothing to do with anything what it has to do is A privilege that exists, whether they're nice to you or mean to you, that privilege still exists, period. Okay? Um, The reason why it's dangerous to, quote unquote, forgive your murderers, forgive your attackers is because there's a certain way that human nature works. Humans have to have law and order. Humans have to have consequences behind what they do. Okay? Okay. If they don't, human nature will naturally go as far as you let it. Because re- some people say, well, if he forgave her, that's his business. He wanted to have peace. No. No, 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 no. That's not what this is about. The reason why the forgiveness and hugging and all that is so dangerous is because it's the power of Visualization. The power of visual visualization, once a human sees an image, it affects the way they think, they view, they feel. It affects you. It affects your subconscious. And again, your subconscious is more powerful than your conscious mind because it operates on its own. It's not something you can control. That's why you have to be careful in what you feed the subconscious. So. When you as a black person get on national television and hug a white woman that killed your black brother, the message you are sending is, it's okay to kill black people. Oh my God, they're not going to think it's okay to kill black people because one... No, 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 no. Yes, they will. (laughs) Yes, they will. It can take just one It can take just one to influence people's minds that way. Okay. When the hell have you ever seen a judge get down off of the stand and hug a murderer? When have you ever seen that? The sunken place is a real thing. The judge in this case is a black woman. The ones who birthed black men. And she got her ass off the stands, crying with a tissue and all to hug this cracker. Do you see how white supremacy uses our people to further uh, put us in the ground? I wonder how much they got paid. I wonder how much do you have to get paid to shit on your brother's soul? How much was it? Um... You don't hug this cracker talking about, oh, you want to find peace. (laughs) Let me tell you the hell that you're going to endure when you join the ancestors one day and they looking at you like, (laughs) you're going to really know what it is to be tormented and really know what hell is when you have to face your ancestors. Okay, that's what people don't understand. They just, they get so caught up in this lifetime and then, you know, you're not even thinking about this is short. Okay, you have a you have a bigger, you know, a bigger journey going on here, pal. You just dropped the ball, you just fumbled, flag on the plate. Um again, the reason why they had the judge crying, the reason why they had the officer fixing Amber's hair is because of the power and visuals that you're all in denial about. Okay, everyone's in denial. About visualization and visuals and how powerful they are. Everyone swears they're less powerful than what they really are. And it clearly is. That's why, you know, they have all the black people tending to her. To show, look, look. See, I'm not racist. See, I'm, I'm going to get 10 years eligible for parole after 5. I'll be out in 4. <laughs> okay, they're going to bring me gourmet food and that bitch. I'm getting... Constant protection. I don't have to worry about anything. And the only reason why she went to jail. Is because this was the white man. Sending a message as well. To white women of. See what happens when you fuck with these niggas. Okay. If that was a a white man. That did that to a black woman. He would have got probation. He wouldn't go to jail. But see again. White men notoriously treat their women like shit as well. So they let her go to jail. Because it's like. That's because she was fucking with a black man. And we all know how white men feel about black penises. That that's their number one threat, always has been. And that's why they always have killed black men for touching their women. Because they know what that black D do. Okay, so that's why they even let her go to jail at all. But they're like, we'll just give her not enough to ruin her life, but just enough to show her this is what you get because you messed with a black guy, Amber. (laughs) This whole thing go deep. I think it go way deeper than we're giving it credit. This, this whole thing was just such an example of where we really are as a people and how much work we really have to do. It is such an example of why not all black people can go. Of why I say, don't get it twisted. You see me very pro-black, but it does not mean I have the desire to unite with all of my people. Because niggas like that got to stay the fuck out my face. We have nothing to talk about, and we have nothing in common, and you're dangerous. You as a black man hugging a white woman for killing your black brother, baby, I have a black son, and I know how dangerous what you did is, and I know how it devalues your life and the life of your other, of your brothers. There's no other race that is having you murder their blood, and they're going to get on TV and hug you. The reason why black people don't kill white people in majority is because they know there's going to be a consequence to it. You don't see black men out here killing white women because they know I killed this white woman. Someone's coming after me. That's how you keep yourself protected. That is how human minds work. To know if I mess with this person, there is a consequence. There's something that will hurt me. Humans don't care about hurting other people. They care about themselves. Humans are naturally selfish and greedy. So when you show them that there is no consequence for harming you, this is why it's open season on us now. And this is why it's dangerous. And this is why it's our business. Congratulations. They played themselves. Uh, Brothers and sisters, kings and queens, we are out of time for this week. I will see you all next week. And as always, peace, love and black power.